Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey friends, this is Kat Lee, and today we're chatting with Jim and Lynn Jackson about why focusing on our own parenting can be more beneficial than focusing on our child's behavior. We're also going to talk about how quick fixes just don't really work because parenting is more like turning a barge than a speedboat. And we're going to be talking about so much more. Jim and Lynn are a fount of wisdom and experience when it comes to parenting, and I know you're going to love the information that they're going to share with you today. But first, I want to say a thank you to our show sponsor, PlanToEat.com. PlanToEat is an online menu planning site, and it makes recipe management and menu planning and shopping list making and all that stuff that I know can be such a headache for so many of us, including raise my hand, me. It makes it a breeze. So they have a free 30-day trial that you can check out. Just go to PlanToEat.com forward slash inspired to action and give them a try. Now I want you to pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and join us around the table as we learn from Jim and Lynn Jackson. Jim, Lynn, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's great to be with you. Absolutely. Well, I, as I was reading about y'all and learning even more about you, you guys, you actually do coaching. So you like parent coaches. And I don't know about all the other moms listening right now, but I feel like, do you have wings that you walk around with? <laughs> or, you know, a cape, a halo? I don't know, because we, as a mom... We, we get asked that a lot, and we do the best that we can through our website to be the wings and to be present with people and be on podcasts like yours. But that's so far, that's the best we figured out how to do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's just really a wonderful thing. It's honestly not something I hear very much about. I read books on parenting, but to actually have the opportunity to have someone specifically with, you know, a framework with things that you've boiled down into really practical truths and, and to coach people on it. That's just, just to know that, that you all are out there and available to moms, I just think is the most refreshing and encouraging thing. And I love mm-hmm. that you guys are doing this. Um, so I'm curious to know, as probably are the other moms listening, how do you go from being a parent to being a parent coach is there like a a big shaft of light that comes down on you and then (laughs) an angel comes and speaks to you or how does that work how how did you uh, in my case it starts with um we i struggled through early parenting a lot and learned um a ton with that and then got passionate about helping other moms um so and 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 dads as well so uh then then i certainly went through um a life coach training course uh and got certified in that but then began to apply it to um parenting and helping parents to to walk in the just the wisdom of this framework that we developed that's so helpful for parents and so then we structured our parent coaching a little bit more uh to to equip parents in that 
Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I became passionate about parenting uh, before I even got married, actually. I wanted to be a dad before I... Uh, I fantasize about being a dad far before I imagined being a husband because <laughs> <laughs> I worked in a daycare center as a, as a youngster and just loved working with kids, especially those kids that were the toughest to work with. And then, um, and then I got married. I did eventually get attracted to a, a wife ahead of kids, and that was good after being a youth pastor. And uh, we had our own kids, and as Lynn said, that was a struggle. But both of us professionally, I was working with high-risk kids. Uh, and uh, Lynn was working as a, a pediatric occupational therapist and, uh, you know, primarily with children. But we found that some of our best work um, was was less with the kids and more with helping their parents understand what it was that we did that so much helped their kids. Uh, and so how could we put that into a, a, a framework? How could we put that into an outline? You know, we started thinking long ago in the early 90s about how to take what we've learned, uh, filter it down, and then make it. Uh, easy for parents to remember and and quickly actionable and our work at that led parents more and more to keep asking for help and so we both shifted our careers to do what we're doing now full time because God has blessed that effort uh, and we've seen families be transformed by all of that history. Wow, you know something that you said in there just it was like a big light bulb. You said the impact that you were having had less to do with the kids and more to do with teaching the parents. And, you know, I, I know that as a mom, sometimes when my kids aren't doing you know, what I would hope that they would be doing, it's so frustrating because I can't make them mm-hmm. do it. And on one hand, when, when, when you say that, it's a little bit like, oh, wait, it's not them. It's me, <laughs> which can be discouraging at first. But at the same time, it then means that I can do something about it. We as moms can do something about it. We don't just need to wait for our kids to get it together or figure out the exact formulas to make our kids get it together. It's really if we can just um if we can just keep learning and be students and and you know, we can have that impact on our kids. So I love that you shared that and that you learned that along the way. Yeah. Um, right. And and there's never guarantees in parenting, but we've just right. seen parents that really embrace this kind of parenting. It's like turning a barge, and when you persist at it, you eventually turn things around in your family. Um, so it's if, if people are looking for a quick fix, they usually make things worse. But if they're really looking for a long-term fix, um, then that can be really, really helpful. Okay, we're like three minutes in, and already I have a half a page of notes. Turning a barge, <laughs> I love that phrase. That's such a great picture of parenting and motherhood. It is not, you know whipping your little skiff around. It's turning a barge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we actually love a quote. Uh, uh, maybe you uh, know of Julie Barnhill. And uh, it, she wrote a book about uh, her journey through her daughter's anger. And in it, she talks about how uh, she she had this epiphany that God didn't give us our kids so that we could whip them into shape. God gave us our kids to make us more like Jesus. Mm. Yeah, and the book was actually a lot about Julie's own anger and how God dealt with her uh, through that process. Yeah, the anger that comes from, I've got this good desire. I want what's best for my kids, for my family. I've got good intentions. And then I put all this effort into into painting the picture uh, that m- meets my expectations. And uh, it, it's frustrating because it doesn't go the way that I want it to go. And if I thought that if I did A, I would get B. And I thought that if I did A plus B, I would get C. And it isn't working. And and what am I supposed to do here? And, you know, Julie's r- recognition really fits very nicely into a piece of the framework that we call a parent's foundation. She recognized 
that, that and you just said this too, Kat, and so you recognize it as well. Um, <clears throat> it's 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 about me and my relationship with Christ. And if I can learn how to flow out of, you know, number one, just receive, walk in the blessing of God for me. And then can I can I get to a place? I was just talking to a dad yesterday who's, you know, his kids are, are very anxious about a bunch of different things and really struggling to, to behave respectfully as a result of some of their own stresses. And he's, you know, he knows what he wants him to do and he can't get him to do it and he gets more and more frustrated. Well, guess what? As he gets frustrated, then his kids feed on his frustration. And so my, my encouragement to this dad was, uh, dad, um, Soak in God's grace for you. It can be a mess and you can still be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, God still loves you even though it's not going the way you'd hoped. Uh, you can smile when it's haywire knowing that um, the joy of the Lord is a real thing and it's not just for when times are good, but it's for all times. Uh, and, and he, you know, he, we worked on how do you make that practical and so on. And, uh, but that was, I mean, the essence, he, he called me wanting to fix his kids and he went away <laughs> realizing he just needs to receive God's grace for this because it's not going to, his picture isn't going to get painted the way he wants. It's clear. And so now what, now what is, that's how it is for all of us. Let's walk in God's grace here and, and, and come to the trouble with a smile, with a breath, with some patience that comes not from gritting my teeth to try to be patient, but that just understands that the joy of the Lord can endure all of this. So, so you have come up with a framework, and as you were talking right now, I realized that framework is not just for us as parents, but it really can be for us as people as well, because you were talking about just receiving God's grace, and that goes along with the bottom of the framework, you are safe. And that's, I think as parents, we feel often like we, if this kid doesn't turn out, it's totally our thing. It's totally our problem, mm -hmm. our fault. And as a parent, we can be safe. Man, God loves our children even more than we do. He has so much more influence in their lives than even we do. Yeah. And we can let go of feeling that responsibility and just accept the simple things that he asks us to do to influence them every single day. And so, you know, I, I just feel like I'm having all these little epiphanies as you're sharing. <laughs> so, um, so before we go any further, I'd love for you to just kind of introduce that framework yeah. so that people can know what I'm referring to. Yeah, the framework came out of uh, a lot of thinking with that, that grew up. We had conversations with parents. We're trying to help them. Um, uh, I'd had a particular conversation with a parent one day, a, a, a church elder, son was out of control. Things weren't going the way he'd hoped. Um, I knew what I was trying to get at, but I didn't have a picture for it. This was 1993. <clears throat> and uh, I brought, I, I scribbled a bunch of notes after the phone call uh, because it didn't go the way I wanted. And the, the dad hung up frustrated. Uh, I hung up frustrated because I felt like the Lord had given me something and I didn't, I hadn't done the diligence to share it just yet. And I brought home the scribbling of notes that I took. Uh, and Lynn, who is much more structured in the way that she thinks about things, uh, kind of worked, we worked together for a while to, to try to figure out like, what is the essence of what we're trying to communicate to parents and how can we put it in a little picture? And that became this framework that over time has become one parent called this. In fact, he's a parent from Texas. Uh, right now in Woodlands, Texas, he said, this framework has become the ballast in our family's boat. Whenever we get out of whack and we go to all these different resources to try to get a method to fix things, we, we go and it's not working. We go back to remembering uh, 
um, the heart and this framework. And so uh, because Lynn is much better at me than being structured and concise, I'm going to let her actually go through the <laughs> go through the framework because I'll just talk the rest of the time and we won't be finished. So go ahead, Lynn. All righty. Um, and the framework is in the extra notes if you want a visual, but um, it's basically a triangle that represents our relationship with our kids. And that triangle rests on a rectangle, which is the foundation. It looks like the foundation of a little A-frame house almost. And that foundation is what's going on in me as a parent. Am I receiving God's grace and truth, walking by faith, so that I can be okay when my kids are not? Um, And that that allows them to feel safe around us, like we're not throwing our baggage at them or manipulating them so that we feel good about ourselves as a parent. Um, And it just really builds that foundation for our whole family on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Then specifically related to how I relate to my kids, the triangle that sits on top of that has three layers, almost like a three-layer cake, and the broadest layer at the bottom we call connect. And that's just all the little ways that we connect with our kids. We weave connection throughout the day to communicate a message. You are loved and enjoyed. Um, And then when struggles happen, that message becomes, and you are loved no matter what. What an important message for kids to receive. As they receive that message, they're so much open for, to us doing what is the next level that sits on top of it, um, which is coach. So we go connect and then coach. And coach is about all the proactive teaching and training and building values and skills, helping my kids learn just the basic stuff of sharing toys or um, resolving conflicts or working alongside them to teach them to clean up messes. Those those kinds of things um, that build the strengths that equip kids for life. And then sometimes um, in misbehavior situations, uh, we're still looking to bring out the best in our child. You know, maybe seeing a gift that's kind of come out in an unhelpful way or um, affirming them for the little piece of things that went well. Um, And that, all that coach level communicates, you are called and capable. You have a purpose in life and God has equipped you for that purpose and I am helping to build those skills and values. So when kids are connected well with and we coach well, then um, there's much less need for correction. And the correction that we do, really, uh, instead of just punishing misbehavior, the correction that we do communicates an important message of, you're responsible for your actions. And I'm going to guide you and help you to make right what you made wrong in this situation. So it just gives a big picture visual because parents want to go right to that, how do I fix this problem? And the frameworks helps us to say, it helped me so many times when I was struggling with my son to back up and take a big picture look. So one day when Daniel was picking on Bethany all day, and I got to the end of the day and I just thought, I didn't connect well with him at all because I, I recognized I was out of balance. I had been bugging him and, and criticizing him all day. So I just went and found him, grinned as I looked at him and said nothing for 20 seconds, but I just smiled. He goes, what you doing? I said, I just like looking at you. He goes, oh. And um, then I, I went, after I got him tucked into bed that night, 
I thought, oh my gosh, what got into Daniel? He was so sweet to Bethany all night. And it was that um, I filled his love bucket with the message you were loved and enjoyed and loved no matter what. And that overflowed to his sister. So it's that kind of just little practical ways that this framework can intersect with daily life and keep us from getting out of balance, focused on fixing our kids, and to step back and go, wait a minute, what's going on with me? How can I connect with my child? How can I encourage them and build up their skills? And then correct them and guide them to make right what they've made wrong. Wow. So that was the whirlwind tour. There it is, 30 <laughs> years. 30 years right there on the refrigerator magnet. Oh, well, I feel like you could just do... me so many oh, times. So Man, that's like, just like the mic drop right there. Don't actually do it, but, you know, that was... that was That's pretty much... Thanks for listening to the Inspired Action Podcast. That's pretty much all we need to do today. That was so good. I love not only that you explained it, but that you worked in that example. Because as you were sharing it, I'm like, okay, okay, but then what do I do? How does that work? And yeah. then you shared that example. And, and it's it feels almost like per, like the, the bottom layers are like preventative maintenance because so often as moms we just go to the correct 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 yep, and then we feel yep. like we're correcting all day long but if like you said we just take that 20 seconds and stare into our kids eyes or you know do that thing that connects or I'm super big on uh, well not grammar obviously because I just said super big but um, <laughs> uh, I am a huge proponent of just starting your day with Jesus and mm-hmm. that feels like that foundation level right there and yep, so absolutely. if I just start my day with him you know kids can eat Cheerios they can watch a cartoon if they need to um, I need to start my day with him and get my heart right and make sure that I'm okay so like you said I'm not carrying that baggage mm-hmm. into the day and then everything just we then we skip the whole connecting coach and we just go straight to correct because mm-hmm. I'm Right. pulling my baggage in. Right. So, oh, that's so good. Well, and that's what we find is what you just described, Kat, is so typical. And and it's so, I, I really think we've learned in our day, our age, the culture, the fast pace. Um, we need to get things done. We've got a lot of stuff on our schedule. Uh, you know, the space and, and mom's value and, and as they should, this time of being alone with Jesus. You've got to have that. And that's, that is foundational. Um, but what we found this framework has done for, for moms is it's helped them even in that time with Jesus to, to start to, number one, be conscious about these messages. Mm-hmm. Am I receiving this for me? Mm-hmm. Am I knowing that I'm safe with the Lord? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous come into it and they're safe. Do I believe that I'm loved no matter what, no matter how it goes when my kids wake up and what messes I'm going to encounter and no matter what mistakes I make, do I believe mm-hmm. that I'm loved no matter what? Do I believe that if I'm the mom of these kids, I'm called and, and capable to be that child's mom. Um, that doesn't mean I can get it perfect, but that means if, if, if God gave me kids, God gave me a calling to be these kids' parent, and God has given me some capabilities to do that. And I know a lot of times parents are like, well, I don't feel very capable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think that the, the, the loss of capability um, um, happens because parents uh, judge their capability on did I get the picture I was looking to, looking for? Did I get that outcome? Did I get the outcome I'm <laughs> looking for? Rather than, am I helping my child to learn these messages? 
and and you know then do I know that I'm responsible for what I do with all of this information? Uh, and what's happened as parents start to steep on this and learn and absorb these resources is they realize that the that we've made a shift in how parents understand the primary purpose of parenting. Uh, we ask parents all the time when we do workshops, you know, what's the main goal of a parent? What do you what do you want in your parent? Well, I got to get a kid who's respectful, who's responsible, who's faith filled, who's you know all these things, and it's all about how they behave. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so at, 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 you boil it down, and it's my job is to is to produce well behaved kids, good kids. Um, nope. It's not it. Your job is to produce well-believed kids. Mm-hmm. We like to, to pull it into a succinct phrase of focus, take your focus off of managing behavior and put your focus on mentoring belief. And over time, as we keep helping our kids believe well about themselves and have wisdom in situations, then that really pays off. Okay, so I'm listening, and I'm a mom, and I'm like, yes, this is amazing. I think pretty much after this 18 minutes and 16 seconds, I am going to go out there and be like the best, most amazing mom ever. (laughs) But then I go out there, and little Johnny throws, you know, his sandwich at me because he doesn't like that I put mayonnaise on there or, you know, whatever example. I I know that, you know, this happens to me, so Mm -hmm. I speak from experience. I hear something great and inspiring, but then I go out there, and something crazy happens. Yeah. Yep. How, how do I so, transition from this great message? And I'm like, yes, I agree with everything you say. How do okay, I walk so out? so here, here's what we're going to do, and we love to do this. We're so glad you asked that question. We, we just looked at, at each, each other, other and we, it's like we can role play this. Okay, great. so we're gonna, I, I, you know, I don't know how well this carries on a podcast, but we're going to do our best. Um, I'm going to play the role. Do you want to be parent or child here? I'm gonna be Johnny. Okay, I'm going to be Johnny, and um, and Lynn is going to be mommy. And uh, I don't like I don't like how life is going for me right now. I don't like that we're going where we're going. I'm supposed to eat lunch while I'm in the car seat. And uh, uh, before we even get there, I throw the sandwich at mommy because I don't want to do this. That's what's going to happen, and we're going to do this. Okay. So you 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 start, Lynn, by hurting me toward the car the way parents typically do. So we're, we're, he's going to eat the sandwich in the car. Is that part of the scenario, Kat? Sure. That sounds great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jim always throws his twists in it. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, we got to get in the car. Come I don't want to go. Sandwich. Mommy, I don't want to go. I don't want to eat Johnny, this. Johnny, this get in I don't the even, car. This is, we, it's, I don't like late. Mommy, I'm going to throw this at you. Boom. Johnny, that is not okay. Uh, oh, I don't want to go. I hate this Johnny, food. that is not okay. You this pick up that sandwich dumb. right now. I'm going to help you pick it up. No, on, I don't want to pick up the sandwich. It's awful little sand. Okay. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> So, uh, you know, all those mamas out there in podcast land, raise your hand if that sounds familiar, right? Yeah, that sounds familiar to me. When I was <laughs> and, and, yes. and we always joke that these role plays, uh, you know, they're so natural for us because we lived this, you know, and, and the defaults are, are still in us to act that way as parents, even as, I mean, I love being the child in the child role because it lets me do all the stuff that's pent up inside of me that comes out so easily. So your question is, how do I do this differently through the lens of this framework? Um, and, um, why don't we do it again and I'll narrate my thoughts. <coughs> okay. So we're going to, yeah, that makes great sense. So, so Lynn will just talk you through her thought process as she does yeah. this. So Johnny, Johnny, we got to get in the car. Here's your sandwich. Come on, hustle. Uh, uh, I don't want this sandwich. I don't like this sandwich. Okay, go ahead and th- throw it at me. Cause that's where I want to start. And I'm going to throw this sandwich at you right now because of that big tantrum I just had. Boom. <laughs> <coughs> okay. At that moment I realize. okay. I'm getting out of control here. 
I totally stressed him out with my energy about this, my shouting commands to get in the car. So I need to take some responsibility for that. So that's my foundation work of just, okay, I can't blame him for this. I contributed. So then I would go, I, that's just my work before I get to relate to him. But that empowers me to connect well. So then I'd go... Oh, this is really hard, isn't it? I, I felt like I was in a hurry. I yelled at you. You got upset through the sandwich. Yeah. Were you mad? Yes, I'm mad. Yeah. What should we do now? You want to pick it up and eat it, or should we just... No, it's all full of sand. Okay. I don't want it. Yeah. I'm going to grab a little bag of peanuts, and then we're going to go in the car. Do you want peanuts, or do you want me to fix the sandwich? <laughs> I... I'll eat the peanuts. Okay, let's go. Sorry I yelled at you, and we're going to talk about, um, when we get in the car, we're going to practice how you could have done that differently, okay? But we're kind of short on time right now. Oh, All right, okay, bud? Okay, okay. Okay, I love you. Oh, I love you, too. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> My nose is running right now. Because <laughs> you're so upset about the sandy sandwich. No, I am. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, could that, was that the right way to do that? Of course not. There could be a thousand different ways that it might have gone. But I was really working from these principles of I needed to own my stuff right at the beginning and recognize I can't just blame this on a disobedient, obstinate child. Um, and so did you see some ways in which I connected? By the way, I was rubbing his shoulder in the second one, <laughs> which doesn't show up. <laughs> Can, did you see some other ways in which I connected with him there? Well, definitely your empathy. Yeah. Definitely that. And then giving him the choice of the peanuts or fixing the sandwich, I would think gave him a feeling of, I'm not just being rushed around, but I have a little bit of power in this situation, a little bit of options. Yeah, right. And so with one thing there, that offering of choices, yeah. I did actually two layers, which is to connect because I respected his need for some legitimate control in the situation, power in the situation. And then the coach part of that is I helped him to evaluate what he wanted to do mm -hmm. with that. Yeah, Kat, I'm actually really proud of you right now because, um, <laughs> no, seriously, the Heath, the Heath brothers, I don't know if you know Dan and Chip Heath. Oh, I love their stuff. Yeah, yeah, so in the book how, uh, Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard, they, they talk about this process of, of um, you know, how, how do we change stuff when change is hard? And one of the key elements he talks about is scripting, they talk about is scripting critical moves. <clears throat> and so when we think about this framework and what are the critical moves that we would like parents to glean from what we're teaching, you, you named them. Empathizing and offering two win-win choices are, like if parents go into a deal like this with nothing more than you know some some critical moves at the foundation, it's I don't have to act on this immediately. I can take a breath. I can even utter a quick prayer. Critical move for that activates the foundation. Um, Lord, help me to be different this time. Help me to bring your grace. Help me to remember that stuff I taught. Whatever that short prayer is, take a breath, say the prayer. Then the connection, empathy is highly connected. Boy, you feel this way. So what does your child feel? Can you give voice to it? They probably don't know how to give voice to it. So you can say, you're mad, aren't you? Yeah, I'm mad. As soon as you say that to a child who's really mad, um, they feel joined rather than opposed. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is in the first 
scenario that I felt opposed as little Jimmy or little Johnny from, <laughs> from the word go. She was trying to get me to do her agenda and she had no interest in what I was thinking or feeling. So empathy is a huge activator. And then this giving of two you can choices is, is coaching. It's helping a- activate my brain into a thought process about what's going on instead mm-hmm. of just keeping my brain in fight or flight mode by asking me, uh, you know, the, do you want to get in the car or do you want some help? Do you want to eat a sandwich or do you want to eat peanuts? Do you want to um, do you want to s- s- strap the thing yourself or do you want me to strap it today? You know, all these different sorts of questions uh, are coaching questions that are you know. The, but the 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 critical move is just ask two win win. Or get, offer two win-win choices as a question. But what's really important in that is a lot of times parents will ask questions almost like with a tone of, all right, the sandwich is on the floor. Do you want peanuts or do you want to eat it? You know? Well, and, and, <laughs> and, and to be same. fair, wait a minute, though, because yeah. I think um, parents will do that not with that tone of voice, but the kids still perceive that that's how it feels. Sure. It right. still is a trapping mm-hmm. question whether you're yelling or whether you're just scowling and being calm. If it's a, do you want to pick that up by yourself or do you want to not, you know, or or do you want to pick that up by yourself or do you want me to s- smear it on the floor so you don't get any lunch at all? <laughs> you know, I can say that calmly, but a kid understands sarcasm and cynicism and still feels trapped by it. Right. So that's where if we just try to do, okay, I got this little nugget about the two, you can do this or you can do that questions uh, if I don't start with my foundation and and come to a place where I'm for my child, not against him. And then if I don't connect and help him to feel safe and loved in that, then the choices are going to still be a power struggle. Um, And he'll go, no, I don't want A or B. I want C. But if I come with a with a humble, connective heart, then that gets me out of the way of the two, you can do this or you can do that choices. And kids will often make a wise choice in that. And then that gives me something to affirm and go, wow, you figured out that the, the peanuts were going to feel good on your tummy and it was a good quick snack. And so you, you made a good choice there, you know, and just encouraging him in his in his choice and building wisdom in that mm-hmm. process. Yeah, and the correct piece, you know, we, we right, it's actually it's actually interesting. Um, uh, we designed this framework and wrote a book about it called "How to Grow a Connected Family." And um, the end of the book is about correct, and it's about a fifth of the length of the book. Well, parents read the book and then they came to us and said, "Okay, we need a whole lot more about that one." like how do we do this correction thing so our second book called discipline that connects with your child's heart is really an expansion of these ideas as it relates to misbehavior Mm -hmm. uh and 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 the 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 short of it is that our goal when it's time to correct is not to get kids to behave but it's to help them remember what's true you're safe you're loved you're called you're capable and you're responsible for all this and we, we help parents figure out what that looks like Mm-hmm. So just going back to that scenario, if there wasn't a dog in the house or other children and, and we were leaving, I might even just let the sandwich sit on the floor until we got back and then come and go, oh, look, there's a sandwich on the floor. What should we do to fix it? And engage him in the problem solving of, oh, I can throw it away. I can wipe up the mess. Um, you know, or maybe the consequences next time he helps me fix lunch so that, you know, he's working to prepare the food or something, some way that he owns the fact that he threw this thing. Uh, Maybe he does something kind for me since he threw something at me. You know, some way to make it right Mm -hmm. in that situation that helps to rebuild and repair the relationship rift um, instead of just punishing him, sending him to the timeout chair because he threw something. I love how in that whole scenario, you never actually had to do the 
correct part. Real, or, you know, there, there wasn't a discipline. There, nobody was, like you said, sent to timeout. Nobody was, yeah. whatever. It didn't. There doesn't feel like there was a punishment phase because, as you said before, it's not really ultimately about that. It's about yeah. right uh, belief and, right. and not right behavior. And, and that's hard thinking for parents to let go of. Mm-hmm. Like, like we've all been punished in order to get us to do right. Most of us, anyway. <laughs> and and so there's this thing inside of us that says, well, I've got to do this hurtful, painful thing to my child in order to help them learn because that's how people learn. That's how real life is. And certainly there's truth to that, but that's about behavior. Mm-hmm. It's not about belief. And so, um, you know, w- w- uh, we... When kids, you know, didn't respond the way Johnny did in the skit and still remained defiant, yeah, then there are times where where we needed to think about, well, what kind of consequences are needed here to help Johnny learn? But it's not what kind of punishment will that's painful enough will help him learn. It's how can I engage Johnny in the sort of consequence that will help him believe these things, that he's safe, he's loved, he's capable, and he's responsible for what he did. Um, and so the, the cleaning up of the sandwich is a consequence. That's a make it right consequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, but it's a consequence that helps Johnny figure out, I made a mess. When I make a mess, it's my job to clean it up. When the behavior that I've done negatively impacts something or someone, it's my job to move toward making that right. And so as parents, when we think of the goal is to compel our kids to make it right at the center of imposing consequences, it really reshapes how we think about consequences. So yeah, time out. Time out can be a good thing. Um, you know, it's clear that you're not ready to solve this yet. So it's time It's and you aren't calm and that's okay. Uh, sometimes I get out of sorts myself. And so let's both calm down. You sit over there, I'll sit over here. And when I'm ready, I'll come out. And when you're, re- when you're calm and, and ready, then you can come out and we'll solve this. We'll make things right together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's the timeout, only you don't say you go take a timeout because you, you and, and we're going to set the timer for 10 minutes. And, and then if you sit quiet, you can get off. Right. It becomes more about the end result and, and problem solving together than a, rather than opposing mm-hmm. one another. I love it. Right. So mom's listening. Um, you might be finishing up a walk with your kids. You might be finishing doing dishes while your kids nap or you're heading home from work. And I love that Jim and Lynn have given you these nuggets. They, they were talking about this one situation and, and basically kind of give you a four part little, um, script, I guess, as, as you said, Jim, that we just stop and breathe and, and pray, you know, in the midst, in the heat of the moment, we take a breath, ask for God's help, and then we can empathize. And then we can offer a win-win choice, and then we can affirm um, a good choice made. And I think that I mean, that's just just saying that out loud I, and envisioning all the different scenarios that I could use that in. It just sounds like yes, that is going to connect me with my child. That is a, yeah. that is a mm-hmm. connection situation. Um, so you all mentioned the books that you've written. You also have a course um, coming out in October that will open up that we can chat more um, about later. But I would love for you to let us know where we can find all of your stuff, because I know probably every single mom listening, just like me, wants to head over there right now and get everything that you have. So <laughs> tell us where the moms can find you and how they can connect with you. Yeah. So our website is connectedfamilies.org. Um Simple enough, and uh, the navigation of it. It's a blog-driven website, so there's a, a tons of different blog posts that we've written over time about a, a variety of topics. You can go to the right side of the page and scroll down to the 
to the tag cloud, which is essentially a table of contents um, that categorizes things. And if defiance is your thing, you can find defiance and click it. If disobedience is the thing, you can, if, if confidence, you know, there's all kinds of topical tags and you can just click on and see anything we've written that got tagged with that tag. Uh, we haven't broken it out just yet into age appropriate, but you can, you know, you can type in teens, you can type in toddlers and an awful lot of the, the articles are tagged that way as well. Do you want to say more about the website? Um, no, just that we've got lots of stuff there. For yeah. Books. And then, and then there's a store. We have a few resources, a couple of books, some CDs, uh, that, that people can get, um, and then, yeah, you'll have an opportunity if you want to get on our email lists and, and get a regular encouraging dose of, of the, the practical tips we hope to offer. Uh, you can sign up right away and get that stuff. And then you'll be lined up to find out when our online course is going to launch in the fall. Excellent. Jim and Lynn, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for encouraging all us moms and for sharing the wisdom that you've gleaned over the years. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's well, been we, great. We love doing it. It's our life calling. So anytime. All right. Well, thank you so much. You have a good day. All right. All you right. too. Bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you would take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercies. May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in.